Is this the summer of hail? This is Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, more hail today. This is Monday, the 5th of August. I don't know what the hail is going on, Jim. Oh, gosh. I mean, we just ruined the whole podcast. Well, it's been a hailacious summer <laughs> so far. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, yeah. some folks are going to have to have their cars taken care of by a body shop, and I would imagine there's damage to siding and roofs as well in some parts of yeah, the Yeah, I suppose cities. it's a bumper year for the uh, auto body repair shops. Right. Um, you know, it's hard to track because we didn't have the databases decades and decades ago that we have now. And tracking things like hailstones through time is, is not straightforward. I mean, you know, people describe them differently now than they used to. But this strikes me as one of the uh, more hailifers summers that we've had it's uh we've had multiple events with large hail and i mean large greater than two inches in diameter so so larger than golf ball size hail and we had so today is uh what is monday august 5th we had some again uh west of the twin cities and north of the twin cities as, as close as maple grove in fact some of the areas that were hit by hail about a week and a half ago on that friday uh, we're hit again today. So it's, uh, and, and you know, again, large hail we had up to the size of baseballs. So, you know, in fact, up to three inches in diameter, a little bit larger than a baseball. So we had some big hail yet again, and more was falling uh, kind of right, right as we went on the air here. Uh, the storms obviously passed the Twin Cities, and we're off into southern Minnesota, where the hail and the heavy rains and the strong winds were going to probably stick with them through the evening. But uh, yeah, quite a quite a summer for hailstorms. There have been at least kind of five significant events in Minnesota. Now this series of storms today, again Monday, August 5th, really wasn't uh, predicted at least until the 11th hour, was it? I mean, you had mentioned, yeah. I remember even last week when we recorded that there was a possibility, say Sunday, Sunday night, maybe Monday, might bear yeah. watching. But this kind of came about at, uh, very much at the last minute, didn't yeah, it, the final forecast? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of the way these usually go. Usually, you know, forecasters and if the weather models pick up on something, then forecasters will kind of zero in on it because you don't want to you don't want to miss an opportunity to tell you know a vulnerable audience that there might be some high impact weather. Uh, so usually what happens, and I think most listeners are aware of this, is that the antenna's up a little too high and uh, we start talking about things that never end up happening. Uh, you know, overwarning is kind of part of the business. What's a little less common is to get caught napping. And we didn't really nap because, you know, the forecasting community had had a chance to wake up and holler about this anyway. But, yeah, it, uh, you know, it looked like kind of a standard thunderstorm outbreak on Sunday. and But by Sunday night, things started coming together and the models were indicating there were going to be some really severe storms. And at, at the time, it actually looked like it was going to be more of a wind issue than hail. But... In any case, then the forecasters perked up. Storm Prediction Center went uh, with their enhanced risk for severe weather, which is, you know, 
pretty high risk for us. Uh, typically, we're in marginal or slight if there's any risk at all. So right. having it enhanced is, you know, a step up. It only happens, uh, you know, a few times per summer in any one part of the state. And yeah, so it's a little less common that we sort of didn't see the magnitude of an event coming um, these days. You know, I think back in the in the golden age of radio, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're being surprised all the time, right? Oh, yes, I mean, right, being right. surprised all the time that way, but not not so much anymore. The technology, although not perfect, the forecasts are nowhere near perfect, but we usually can see the big ones coming with decent lead time and, and don't find out about them the day of the way we kind of did this morning. Right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about where we are in the summer right now. We're two-thirds of the way through meteorological summer, June, July, August, but really a little over halfway through summer. There's still a fair amount of summer left. Yeah, the astronomical summer. And, you know, what's interesting to me about it is you kind of trace out a sort of a parabola, right? You go... You go from the end of spring, you kind of go up. The temperatures go up into late June, into July, and then they plateau, and then they start coming down. And and typically, you know, we're coming down now, heading towards fall. But there's no rule that we have to follow that. We've had Augusts that have been warmer than Julys. We've had Augusts that had more 90-degree days than July. We've had extremes of heat right into Labor Day weekend. Um, and so really summer's not over and Jim, you know, remember what we were talking about at the beginning of winter? I mean, do you remember what we kept, we kept saying, well, here's a little snowstorm coming and we're not going to remember it. Right. And that was sort of, we were, you know, saying that over and over again. And then, uh, you think people might remember this winter? I think it was rather memorable, particularly (laughs) the latter part of winter. Right. So we were, what, about as far along then as we are now. Right. So who knows? Maybe summer's about to turn a really interesting corner, and maybe it's going to end predictably. Uh, You know, if we just sort of take the average, then, you know, we're going to have one or two more days above 90, and we'll have, uh, you know, we'll have a, a few more big storms. But, yeah, summer will wind down. But there's no reason that it should be average. Well, what, what are you rooting for? I'm Well, you know what kind of weather I like. So I would love it to be hot and humid, and that could continue as far as I'm concerned uh, well into October if we're so lucky. So, <laughs> okay. In my estimation. Now, now, now others may disagree with now, that. Now, we've got lakes around here that you can't swim in because of E. coli. And for me, one of the, the best parts, <laughs> the best parts of a hot day is jumping in the lake. And it's it's a little different when you you can't jump in the lake. Is there um, it does it not matter to you whether you get to cool off or not? You just like it hot. Not important. No, I just okay. uh, I'm quite content to be out in the garden, in the yard, working, and as long as I'm hydrating and you know not getting in a situation where I'll suffer from heat stroke, I'm quite fine. But every now and then, I mean, water beckons, but. Uh, uh, you know, right now, as you said, the options are limited in terms of city lakes because the beaches at Calhoun, uh, I believe two of the three are closed, and Lake Hiawatha yeah. is still closed because of E. coli. Yeah, yeah, the, the Bidet Makaska beaches are yes. closed. thank you, <laughs> yes. You know, we're being I was, historically I was regressing, yes. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, 
we we'd been sort of seeing it's been advertised that we would have moved to cooler and drier conditions but so far august is running a bit warm so i'm kind of taking some of these longer range forecasts with a grain of salt it looks like we're gonna we're gonna cool down for maybe the middle of the week and then kind of get muggy again and it looks like we're moving into an active pattern so for the next week or so jim i don't see anything that's going to make your day with the extremes of heat but uh you know, there's a lot of August left, and there's really right. there's a lot of astronomical uh, summer left, and we've had 90s in Minnesota into October, so uh, you, you may very well get your wish. Right. We need to backtrack a little bit to Saturday, the 3rd of wow. August, because on that day we had sort of Minneapolis-centric storms kind Again. of pop out. Yeah. Yes. Again, so this one was, uh, you know, is another warm, increasingly humid afternoon, and some uh, thunderstorms developed really right over Minneapolis. They started out uh, around Crosstown and 35W, just kind of concentrated, and they kept regenerating, and then they sort of mushroomed into a much larger storm. But it really didn't go too far past the the borders of Minneapolis, uh, maybe a little bit up to the north towards Columbia Heights. And it crept into Fridley. But it was a fairly contained storm. There was another small one that developed right over basically the center of St. Paul. Uh, and if you didn't get the storm, which is the vast majority of Minnesota saw nothing, then it was dry. If you happen to be under the storm, you got one to two inches of rain. And one to two inches of rain is a, that's a pretty healthy storm. And you only see those, you know, seven, eight, nine times in a typical year. So... Uh, yeah, that was uh, a little bit of a surprise, and it was the second such surprise this summer. This time there were no landslides, to my knowledge, and it looks like the creek kind of stayed right where it was, so there wasn't much of a response, which makes sense because the storm wasn't big. But, yeah, for, for people who are out and about Saturday afternoon, that, uh, that changed their plans real good. It poured for close to an hour. Well, speaking of a lot of precipitation, we should certainly mention the area in southeastern Minnesota, thinking Olmstead County, yeah. Rochester, and uh, they have just been, uh, I mean, inundated with rain for the last two or three months. Yeah, even the last couple weeks haven't been all that wet for that area, but they had so much prior to that. that so Rochester's already, and in the first week of August, Rochester's already basically had as much precipitation as it, as it would normally have in a typical year. So uh, it's way ahead of pace. It's on pace to, you know, I don't know if it's going to break any all-time records for the state. That's a, uh, that's a tough challenge, getting into to around 60 inches of rain. You know, they've been getting pounded, and today with these additional storms in southern Minnesota, they certainly got more precipitation. And it's not just Rochester. It's, as you mentioned, the whole of southeastern Minnesota, really from the Twin Cities, and especially south and east of the Twin Cities, right into the Caledonia and Harmony areas, far southeastern Minnesota, right where we, you know, where, where we tuck into the La Crosse, Wisconsin area. So... Yeah, it's been really wet. Uh, one of the things we're going to keep watching for, uh, how much more water do they get over the next few months? Last week, we bid July farewell. Any takeaways from the month of July that you think are significant? Well, July kind of undid June. Um, July was generally mild to warm. 
Um, we had a couple really hot days. That one sort of famously hot day where the heat index values got into the um, into the hundred tens over much of southern Minnesota. That week between the 14th and the 20th is going to be one of the kind of major events of the year because it was we had some kind of hazardous weather every single day somewhere in Minnesota, whether it was large hail, damaging winds, uh, some sort of rare Northwoods tornadoes up uh, near the Canadian border. We had the extreme heat. We had two derechos. So that was a really busy time. But in general, the state was, it was warm and it was especially stormy and wet. And uh, when I say it undid June, you know, June had been sort of dry, uh, not bone dry, but it had dried out and it was in a precipitation deficit over many of the parts of the state had been that had been running so wet. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, climatologically we'll remember July as being being wet, but it wasn't the wettest on record and it wasn't it certainly wasn't the hottest on record. What will you remember July for, Jim? From July, my memory, I think, will be the rain. I'll remember that quite well uh, because it was actually nice. It uh, saved me from having to water my garden, so it, it took some labor off of my hands. Yeah, and photographers might remember July for being uh, having a lot of opportunities for some great evening shots all over the state. Those thunderstorms. You know, anytime, Jim, when a thunderstorm gets off to your south or east and the sun is starting to go down, you have opportunities. And, you know, we had that phenomenal lightning display. We had some great sunlit thunderstorm clouds. We had the Mamadas clouds that a lot of people shot with a rainbow in front of it. I mean, we had we had some really good skies in July. So that's another thing to remember. And July, of course, from a global standpoint, was the hottest July on record. Yeah, we keep doing that. It was a warm month globally, and so we were kind of right with the pack there. You know, by being a a couple degrees warmer than normal for us, uh, we weren't doing anything that the rest of the world wasn't also doing. It was, uh, yeah, we kind of get used to this now. We are pretty common that a given month will be, if not the very warmest on record, then one of the warmest on record, and that's just part of the ongoing warming trends. Well, Kenny, you mentioned an active week ahead, an active, uh, actually an active probably time period beyond the week ahead. How are things looking from a forecast standpoint, and do we have a chance for more uh, interesting weather on Wednesday of this week? That would be Wednesday the 7th. The 7th. Yeah, I, you know, Wednesday looks iffy. I think all the forecasters agree. Uh, that said, hey, Monday had looked pretty iffy, and we ended up with gigantic baseball-sized hail falling in parts of Minnesota. So it's something to watch. There's certainly some potential for the ingredients to come together. It's just not entirely clear exactly where. It seems a little more likely somewhere over southern Minnesota than over northern Minnesota. So we'll watch Wednesday. We also have to watch the weekend uh, as the the flow cranks up from the northwest. You're going to have really warm and even humid air out to our west, and much cooler air off to our east, kind of like that pattern we were in during the winter time, and then a fairly powerful uh, jet stream or wind a lot winds aloft pattern right over our heads, and that's going to bring uh, interesting weather our way. So Saturday looks like there could be some storms, rain and storms in the morning, and well, any time really this weekend. But Saturday and Sunday look um, look fairly active, and it doesn't look like we get out of this pattern anytime soon. Uh, again, no signs of 
real warm, humid air. Just uh, just kind of summer, August, with uh, a little more wet than dry. All right. When will we get the forecast for fall, the long-range forecast? Is that still a ways away? Oh, no. The fall forecast will probably be released by the Climate Prediction Center. Um, not too far off, sometime okay. this month, because oh. they want to get ahead of it, because that's September... Uh, that's September, October, November, uh, in terms of meteorological fall. So they want to get ahead of it. You know, they, they actually do make these forecasts months and months and months and months in advance, but they're, you don't take them as seriously until you're about one month out. And even then, how seriously are you going to take it? Right. I mean, uh, we had been looking at an El Nino. Uh, the chances of that have gone to just about even up or maybe even a little less than even up. So... Doesn't look super likely that we'll have an El Nino, and that would change the forecast a bit. Often with El Nino, we get a cold fall, especially beginning October and November, and then a warm winter. But if you don't have an El Nino, then you got all these other things that are, you know, vying for the attention of the weather. Um, you've got ocean currents, you've got the ongoing trends that just, you know, insist that we're warmer <laughs> than we otherwise would have been. Uh, and there's a lot. So I, I don't know what to expect. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Climate Prediction Center puts out a very vague kind of equal chance of being warm or cold, equal chance of being wet or dry type forecast, just to cover the fact that there, there isn't any real strong signal in any direction right now. Right. Well, even though this is August, even though we're about uh, three weeks away from the start of school for many kids, we have the state fair not that far off either. But you're telling me, Kenny, the good news is summer may just keep on going. Even, oh, my goodness. Uh, even once we get to fair time, it's not necessarily curtain drawn on summer. Oh, not at all. In fact, in 2017, I went swimming because um, that's what I like to do when it's hot. We had a, some very warm weather in the not quite the final week of September, but it was, you know, September 21st or 2nd. And we had temperatures into the 90s. I went swimming. And it wasn't... It wasn't a brave type of swim where, you know, I was just doing it to make a point. It was actually pretty comfortable because it was that hot. So we can get summer stretching well past its sort of normal exit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and there's no reason to rule that out. It's certainly possible. All right. Well, if you have questions for Kenny, uh, simply like Way Over Our Heads on Facebook. You can also go to wayoverourheads.com. And Twitter is coming soon. But we'd love to hear from you and let us know what uh, you think. And uh, if you have any questions, and we'll, we'll mention it here on the podcast. Yeah, and we'll try and answer it. Do our best. Sounds good. Well, Kenny, great to see you. Here we are once again on the banks of Minnehaha Creek in South Minneapolis. A nice, humid, mosquito-y evening. And uh, anyway, we uh, look forward to uh, a more active weather pattern, for better or for worse, going forward here. And Kenny, as always, great to talk to you, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Jim. This is Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. We'll see you next time.